It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is the Armchair Cricket Podcast. Hello all. Welcome to a very special episode of the Armchair Cricket Podcast, a podcast focusing on test cricket by armchair critics of the game. I call this a special episode simply because this is the fifth year anniversary episode of the podcast. So I remember 2018, the end of 2018 we had started and the first episode was released around 30th of that year, 30th of December that year. So first of all, I would like to say thank you to each and every co-host and every one of our followers that have kept us you know, uh, energetic enough to keep going. And uh, I have two of those very special co-hosts with me as well. Somebody who've, uh, well, one of them is new, the other is a well-known co-host. So I'll first welcome one by one to the podcast, Tim Dale Lace, who's a freelance journalist and a podcaster. Hello, Tim. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, hi, Hajit. Thanks for, for having me. Um, I don't think I've been on before, no. but uh, I've, been, I've certainly been an, an avid listener. Thank you very much. Wow. So you account for all the South African listens then? Quite, yes. <laughs> all right. Perfect. And the other co-host, well, this you may already have guessed. One of my guests is South African. The other you may expect might be of the Indian uh, fan origin. So welcome to the podcast, Ram, a well-known co-host of ours. Yeah. Hi, Jit. Uh, nice to be here again. And advance, uh, happy new year to both, you, both of you. Perfect, indeed. Happy New Year and happy yeah. festivities to you both and all our listeners as well. We have quite a lot of things to get on, but I'll, I think, ask a quick introduction about yourself, Tim. How did you start covering cricket and uh, how big a sport is cricket? I know rugby is a big deal in South Africa, but how big does cricket reckon with comparison to that? Uh, to answer your question, it comes a very sort of a very mediocre fourth um, in, in this country. Um, but it, it, it has a following. Um, but uh, cr- cricket and, and soccer, football in particular, are, are, are streets ahead in terms of uh, 
following in terms of interest, in terms of a fan base. Um, and there, there are many reasons for that, which I, I won't get into. Um, how I got into this, well, I've always been in a fan of cricket. Uh, I've been going to cricket since I was five years old. Um, uh, so I've always had an interest, always had a fascination with the game. Uh, I've had family members play at a to a certain, a, a decent level. So I, I was a watcher for a long time. And then through through social media, really, um, the opportunity to do online commentary uh, came about, um, and that really started the journey. That 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 online commentary started the journey of becoming one of the one of the crew, if if you like, uh, one of the guys that was fortunate enough to be able to sit in the press box at Newlands um, at, at, at all their games, and, and that's for the last five years. It's been a an absolute privilege um, to be able to do that. So yeah, that's pretty much my journey in a, in a short space of time. Interesting. Interesting. Well, at least I know we met each other through Guerrilla Verse, as we call it. And we were both part of a Guerrilla Cricket podcast episode. And of course, I've heard you before on uh, Guerrilla Cricket South Africa as well, and also elsewhere. So I've been sort of wanting to invite you for a while. So I'm happy to have you here. But when it comes to Ram, with no disrespect, we know that he's a well-known co-host, so I will not ask for an introduction from him, Ram, and I hope you don't mind that. Yeah, no issue. No issue with that, Ajit. All right. So with that, I think we can get on with the games. We have quite a few. So because you are both representing one half of or one set of team teams each, so let's start there, the Boxing Day test between India and South Africa. So based on India's performance over the last tour, us India fans, we had a lot of hope, I might say. What happened then, Ram? Let's start with you. Still struggling to wrap my head around this, uh, Ajit. I mean, this is like back to the 90s, right? As kids, remember the 96, 97, where India hardly competed. I think one test where they were both Azhar and Sachin, I mean, Sachin three the batter. Apart from that, there was nothing to write home for us as fans then. Now, after, you know, competing so well for these many years, and again, we are uh, back to square one. So it was really disappointing at it, to be very honest. And I did not expect India to, you know, capitulate the way they did. Uh, of course, the weakness in the seam bowling, the third and the fourth seamers, did not were not up to the mark, both Prasid and Shardul. And there were high hopes on Prasid. That is why he was inducted into the side and he was fast track basically with just uh, 13 first class matches of experience. And uh, unfortunately, he couldn't fire. And uh, even batting was probably. Apart from uh, KL in the first innings and uh, Kohli in the second innings, there was nothing much uh, to write about. So, yeah, I mean, it, a typical 90s chess match that it uh, folded up in three days and uh, there was just, it was just one-way traffic, basically. And uh, mm-hmm. I mean, like, brought back uh, my childhood memories, to be honest. And it's very really disappointing because I can understand in the 90s, uh, where India was not really a superpower and uh, we're not really didn't the talent pool was not really huge. I can understand that. But in 2023, after having beaten England in England, of course, I mean we not been the series, but two two is it is a fair result what India achieved in 2021-22. And then I think winning two series down under and then again folding up to this South African side, which is nowhere close to what we saw in 90s and 2000s, that Callis, Smiths, Donalds, and this is not that team. This team is in transformation, but still we find ways to lose to them 
it's unpardonable to be very honest as a fan it's it's hurting i'm still hurting uh, i can't find reasons what went wrong there's there are a lot of reasons which went wrong but uh, they have hardly got one week time to you know buckle up and uh, let's see what happens in the new year test i i don't have any hopes to be very honest because south africa are uh, clear favorites now they came as underdogs and that's what that was what we reported that despite being a home team they were the underdogs but the way india played yeah. uh, i mean like when rabada was bowling it was a minefield when our seamers were bowling batting bumrah when our seamers bowled it was like perfect probably we i felt that they were batting on ahmedabad or bangalore something like that when we played again in the second innings it was again people were i mean our batsmen were dancing to the tune so it's unfortunate i think uh, you know the draw the coach and the support staff have a lot of uh, questions to answer they have i think uh, what they have a reputation at stake 2-0 to this south african side would be really disappointing and i would i am seeing some heads rolling now from the test team hopefully mm. i mean they can salvage some ground in the new year test match i think that's happening at cape town right if i'm not wrong newlands yes yes correct Correct. Yeah, and unfortunately, that's not one of the happiest hunting grounds for India. They <laughs> invariably lost there. So now, now India has nothing in their favor. Uh, I saw that Avesh Khan has been inducted into the Test side. Probably he might get a Test cap in uh, in the second Test match. Let's see. Like they they need someone who could support Bumrah. As simple as that. I mean, if if there is. not really one seamer who can support bumrah then you are asking for trouble you could see that you know even bumrah was trying one and up and the runs were leaking boundary every over in test matches is unpardonable is criminal i think shardul and siraj went at what five per over shardul siraj and prasid went for five for five per over that's that's i mean like i'm still struggling to wrap my head around head around this sajit i can imagine i can imagine the disappointment especially given the setup of expectation on how they performed last tour but also look every tour of south africa will be a challenge if you come from somewhere like india the conditions are so far alien and the bounce is always really good right and of course look the way south african seamers bowled was exactly how you need to bowl on this pitch they made it as potent based on their accuracy and their sort of incisiveness rather than you know anything else the pitch remained spicy throughout but it was a good batting pitch as they very clearly showed so first of all kudos to elgar who actually dug up uh, you know the past as far as india are concerned we are always good at giving a good farewell to a left handed opener apparently so it continues so another big score from a left handed opener in his farewell series and uh, but he showed maybe south africa uh, could use him for a couple more years to come um first i'll switch over to you tim and ask you what did you make of first of all south africa's batting and then the bowling if you compare to the last tour the transformation in the batting was something that was desperately needed from a south african perspective um it was it was just a beautiful sight from a south african perspective um if you actually i i know people uh particularly here they love to get nostalgic about somebody like dinaga and i love it i love him to bits um i love test cricket i love the way that those sorts of players are still around just i i, mm-hmm. I think they're an important important to the game of cricket but if you look at the last two seasons he's not been scoring the runs that that's partly been because mm. we've had such a such a mishmash in the top 
So it's been add pressure on him. But that add pressure has definitely had a consequence on his performances. So we've seen him um, having a dip. It's not like he's been scoring loads of runs the last mm-hmm. six months. He, he hasn't. Mm-hmm. He, he really hasn't. Um, saying that, that 100 was one of the best I've seen him play of his career. Right. It was, it was, it was, it was faultless. Um, mm-hmm. I, I agree with um, Ramachand that the, the bowling of India is, is a problem for them. I think it's a huge problem. You can't come to India with two bowlers. You just, you just can't. I so said you can't come to South Africa with two bowlers. You just can't. But um, I, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, even somebody like Tony to Saucy did score a lot of runs, but he saw off the new ball. He saw off that difficult period from Bumwa, from Suraj. So when the other guys came in, they had less difficulty when they eventually came in. Um, a fantastic debut for David Berriam. Um, I've been talking him up for five years now. Um, and he just, he, he looks like he belongs to Test cricket. And that's partly due to the fact that he's been played so much first-class cricket, um, which the commentators kept repeating but it, it is true you play mm. a lot of first class cricket at a higher level right it, it does close the gap to, to to test cricket so from a from a whole that top six it was very important to get to get to that 400 for us um not just for the series but for the for the confidence because they were short of confidence there's no doubt about that Look, it's also probably a bit of preparation thing. I know they played an intra-squad match. It's never the same as playing a competitive team that practices and plays in that given locale that you play among yourself. Probably you're very effective against your own batters in those conditions. But at the end of the day, the batters who have grown up and played in those conditions will probably treat you differently. You saw that Bumrah was all right. Siraj was just okay in patches. But you're right when you put the blame on the bowling and it's pretty much clear it's evident that it's the bowling that let India down but you know therein lies the real problem did India ask for and did they actually look for a good uh, practice game I'm not so sure so therein lies the problem as far as I'm concerned you have to play a practice game of three days or two days even where you test yourself even against a you know a b-side state team it doesn't matter really and that's that's the problem, I think. And when it comes to batting, look, the batting also let them down. This pitch was not so bad that you would be bundled out for 131 in like one and a half sessions. Only Kohli showed the real, you know, the stickability. He said, no, I'm not going to get out that easily here. And he showed for somebody with the technique, more importantly, the temperament, this was not a bad pitch. Of course, Elgar showed us. Of course, um, also people who are making their debuts Right. So, Tim, what did you make of the debutant batter? Uh, Tevi Perdiem is... It's difficult now because we don't have a lot of test matches for the next four years. Mm. But mm. for me, he if he gets a chance to play 50 tests, he'll be averaging 50. I, I, I genuinely believe he'll be finish his career averaging over 50. He is that good. He, technically, he is that good. He is a forward-thinking cricketer in terms of he mm. looks to score runs, which is what the way the cricket is going. Guys that now come in to, 
into cricket are scoring runs. They're not occupying the crease. They're not seeing off difficult periods. They're going out there to score runs. Um, I, as I said, I've been saying it for the last three, four, five years. He is the missing link in that South African middle order. Uh, there's, there's a lot of talent in there. Um, you know, there's, I, I doubt a talent. I, I, I still think there's a player in Keegan Peterson. I, I genuinely think there's a player in there. He's struggling. But the the rock, the, the star quality in that South African middle order, undoubtedly, even though it's only one game and its debut is David Berriam. Without without question. Absolutely. What do we make of Bauma's injury? Did he rush back or was it just one of those things you cannot predict? Look, what I would say is I believe that he was declared fit before the test match and I have no reason, no reason to mm. uh, suggest that he wasn't fit for, before the test match. I, I, I don't want to get into conspiracy theories on, on social media. Uh, I, I see no reason why um, so to suggest he wasn't fit for the test match. What the problem is, mm. is the lack of communication. The lack of communication about the situation is a huge problem. We were, it took ages for us to find out what happened during the World Cup, with how bad it was um how long will he be out for? Will he be out for the next game? The communication from Cricket South Africa was very poor. Uh, here, when we were six down, um, mm. one of the reporters contacted uh, Cricket South Africa and said, listen, we're six down. Uh, what is the likelihood of performer coming out to bat? Mm-hmm. There's no communication. Now, this is hours. This is hours. <laughs> after the initial injury. You might not know, you might not have everything nailed down, but you have mm. a you have a pretty clear idea of whether it's absolutely horrific injury and he just got no chance of playing, or maybe he'll play if we need him in the in the fourth innings. You have a, you have some idea. Um mm. I have a fit I have a fitness background, so you know you there is the, the lack of communication was a huge problem. Um, that that is the huge problem. I don't see him being not available for the, the second test being a major a major issue. Uh, I think we'll be fine without him. Um, mm. I do think he's an important important member of the side, but against this Indian team uh, with their injuries, with their um, inexperience, especially in their top six. It's not an issue. Um, the guy that's that's in the squad, Sabah Hamza, is in extremely good form at the moment. Um, he's making a lot of runs. So, as I say, the issue for me is lack of communication from Cricket South Africa, uh, not whether he was injured before the test match. I have no no knowledge or or um, theories on that. I, I firmly believe that he was fit, and that's why he was picked. Right. So, if we don't read too much into it unnecessarily, we can say that he was just unlucky. And you know how hamstring injuries can be a bit, you know, dicey. It looks all good and then suddenly you cannot expect when it might recur. Fast bowlers have careers ended because of this and so on. So, yeah, yeah it was unlucky. 
I was looking forward to Bavuma, the batter as well. So, in theory, India did lose to a 10-man South Africa team. What did we make of the other debutant, uh, Nandre Burger team? Nandre is an interesting one. I didn't see that. I mean, I, 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 could, I could see him sort of in the setup. I didn't see him having such an impact um, as, 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 as he was. Uh, arguably, he was the second best bowler of, of the lot for us. Um, no, Marco, Marco was... Seven Marco uh, was wickets. Yeah, Marco was disappointing. Um, Gerald had his moments. He was outstanding. He was outstanding. Um, and the thing with him is, is that he's consistent with his pace. That's a huge asset. What we saw in, in this test match was his pace was always around 140. Um, he was, you know, confrontational, but in a confrontational in a good way, um, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a competitive way. Um, mm. Huge, huge impressive. Because I've been watching him for the last three or four years at uh, at Newlands. I know his talent. I just wasn't sure that he'd be able to quite go up to that level at that at that speed that quickly. And I, I thought I thought it might take him a bit a bit of time. Um, so hugely impressed. Um, hugely impressed with his performance. And, and look, and, and a huge asset to to the. One thing South Africa produces as far as bowlers. <laughs> <laughs> no, of course, right? So he's a left-hander, a burly guy, big guy, much bigger in terms of physique than uh, Janssen, who looks like a rapier in front of this guy's broadsword. Like <laughs> comparison I always make. Of course, uh, but I think what we saw in the ODIs as well as now, I think is hugely impressive, right? And I'm thinking he's 28, but he still has a good four or five-year career ahead of him, both in tests and all formats of the game, and let's hope uh, we don't lose him to those uh, T20 circus, right? What? Yeah. Now, coming to the India side. So, we had a debutant there as well, Prasid Krishna, who was brought in after a 5-4 in the India game. Right, Ram? But do you think it's just the the growing uh, pains, as we call it, that the adjustments that uh, somebody has to make from one format of cricket to the other? Or was he just consistently bad? Uh, look, I mean, it was nerves, Ajit. Uh, I wa- and uh, there was one thing which people are uh, discounting. He's hardly 13 first-class matches old. Remember, he made his debut for Karnataka in 2015. Karnataka's right. team attack was so good that he had to wait for three and a half years to get another first-class game. His second first-class game came in 2018-19. Just imagine. Vinay Arvind on uh, did not give, did not, you know, I mean, of course, it was a champion side and it was really difficult for him to get into the side. And he got that, you know, uh, debut, first-class debut against Bangladesh only because these guys were resting. So he was very young then. He was, what, 18, 19 then. But it was still okay when you're on the fringes up until 22, 23. It's kind of a... I mean, I just can't put into words. His first-class career has been pretty bizarre because after making his derby in 2015, he's hardly played any games for Karnataka, even after 2018-19 also. Uh, COVID struck and there was no Ranji Trophy one year when he was fully available for Karnataka. And then where during the Ranji Trophy season, he was drafted into the white ball sides and he was consistently playing ODI cricket from 2021. So 13 first-class matches, it's too, sample, too uh, small a sample mm. size to decide a bowler's uh, calibre. But what we have seen, what is potential, his strength and his skill set, everyone who understands cricket will say that this guy is a real deal. But unfortunately, lack oh, of, of experience hurting. 
lack of it was lack of experience and and the nerves you could see that it was consistently bowling wayward and there was no one like yeah. you know bumra was trying to speak to him but it's end of the day you got to go and do it by yourself and no bumra can't come and bowl for you so unfortunate that you know it reminded me of vinay kumar's derby in 2012 against australia <laughs> but at least vinay right. was experienced he is always so seven or eight years of first class experience when he made his debut this guy is still a kid 13 in first class matches of experience i can't even say that he was rushed because he probably would have made his debut in 2021 uh, in in england he was waiting in the fringes he was what people say he was hyped up i mean there was a reason why he was hyped up he had that raw pace he had all the skills you know he had everything in his repertoire to Uh, make the ball talk unfortunate that it went the, the way it did uh, let's hope that you know he gets a chance to make amends i don't see him playing in the second test match to be very honest i think avesh khan uh, will get a nod ahead of him uh, because this uh, two test match series and you can't take chances with a bowler who is you know short on confidence you can't do that so avesh khan clearly uh, is is a uh, few notches ahead now so he has right. to come back and play ranji trophy i think january 5th ranji trophy is starting so he has to come back and play full season show his fitness and show that he is what he is made of I, i'm sure that if he plays for karnataka the one full season then he'll probably be a much better and a much improved bowler i think he has hardly played three or four first class matches on the track just imagine it's his first class career is so small so for someone who he was inducted into the sand purely based on reputation and what they saw in the ipl and i mean of course the five wicket haul against south africa did help uh, you know helping china get his test cap but i think it was worth a gamble i mean he could have easily got five wickets who you never know i mean the assistant what he had had he got it right he could have easily got five wickets so on that day we would have said that you know what what a master stroke it was unfortunately it didn't uh, you know end uh, the way we wanted to people actually you know pointing uh, him at, at his first class career so let's see i think it's this break is going to help him a lot uh, hopefully uh, we should never forget that the great shane one also had a bad debut so i mean <laughs> having having seen him having seen the way he bowls i'm sure that he's going to make a comeback he has all the skill sets he's, he's got everything what it takes to be a successful fast bowler at this level let's hope that uh, for india's sake and uh, for karnataka's sake he makes it big at the international level right look why i laughed when you said about warne somebody had tweeted warne had a very bad debut but there's a warne born only once a century potentially so not everybody who has a bad debut can be compared to warne it's just that sometimes yeah. they are just bad but of Abs- course absolutely yeah everything you said makes sense uh, only thing that he looked dead tired in the morning second morning already other second yeah. days bowling morning so that was a bit worrisome for me because fitness is something i expect this group of people this group of players are very much up to speed with so that was the yeah. one thing that i felt a little bit um, yeah disappointed by but otherwise yeah you can say you get too excited when you see such helpful conditions maybe he got a bit carried away these things can yeah, happen but then that's why you see second and third spells right yes, and that's exactly. why you see if he can make a comeback he was wavered throughout one or two hitable balls each over at this level they are not going to let you go right and yeah. that's what happened nonetheless moving on well ashwin and shardul well the debate was will it be ashwin or shardul but given that shami turned up injured both of them played but then uh, were you happy with uh, what shardul brought to the uh, table with the ball first of all and then how about ashwin and what he did with the ball 
look ashwin uh, he did a great job to be very honest i think he tied up one and and he was, was someone who was probably economical apart from bumrah who probably gave uh, gave what less than 3 runs every over you can't blame him uh, you know uh, for whatever he did and he was never going to get you runs as a batter uh, let let me put it this way this is not uh, like subcontinent conditions where ashwin can go and get a 100 so don't expect anything from him with the bat of course i can understand that there was a temptation of uh, playing an extra batter because you hardly bowl spinners uh, in these conditions so there was uh, one line of thinking which said that abhimanyu ishwaran could have you know could have got uh, got on a game and we could have probably bolstered the indian batting but uh, look someone who has got close to find the test certificates uh, when you know that you know jadeja is not going to play i think it's by default he got into the side i mean you can't blame the thing tank for that you know going in with a champion spinner a champion spinner is a champion spinner irrespective of the condition so we don't drop them uh, then when you talk of shardul takur uh, i think if you look at his career i mean his numbers are great i mean like his first class mm. is stress uh, average is bowling average is yeah 26 and he's got decent amount of wickets and i mean you you look at his bowling you see that you know you 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 can you will say that you know he's an innocuous bowler but he, he has that knack of picking up wickets and he's been doing that consistently and he's been doing that for what 10 11 games he has that knack and some more he gets in if you look at him uh, in terms of quality is no way close to the other two uh, siraj and anand bumrah is no way close to that just the fact that he bats a bit and he adds that kind of a balance in in, in say in our countries and i don't see him playing in subcontinent so they went with him i mean you can't blame uh, the think tank uh, for going with him because who was the other bowler mukesh kumar i mean who is probably yeah, maybe not, not, a full yeah, bowler yeah. a full bowler probably that would have uh, weakened your batting further because shardul is pretty much like a, uh, i wouldn't call him a genuine all rounder but he's someone who can hang hang around and help at help at top order batsman but if he, if he had gone with mukesh and i mean you basically had four number 11s and uh, that that would have been a, a you know big dent and uh, so probably it, it made sense i mean any team would have done that shardul and ashwin they would have gone with them and the toss up was only between uh, mukesh and uh, prasid and they went with prasid only based on reputation that he can he can deliver and uh, uh, i mean yeah, they felt that the conditions actually help uh, prasid a lot dan muke so that was one uh, toss up apart from that the playing 11 uh, picked itself and uh, yeah uh, there were a lot of uh, questions you know on pathi patel i saw that he was not happy with uh, a part time keeper i mean he has a point but uh, you know ks varad uh, i don't think he merits a place as a batsman so when you talk about sena countries you want a keeper who bats and uh, the fact that you know that you know spinners won't be bowling uh, too much then you can go ahead with uh, someone like uh, you know uh, kl rahul who who's who's i mean who's not a, i wouldn't call him a part time keeper to be honest because someone who's been keeping uh, consistently now in the white ball cricket 50 overs he kept for the whole world cup and uh, he was he was okay or what he hardly made any mistakes i think uh, here and there even a genuine keeper can do those, those kind of mistakes and you look at that i think he's he's come a long way as a keeper so they took a gamble Uh, he did a neat job at it i don't think uh, you know kl had did a bad job as a keeper either uh, as as a batsman he was no, right no, up there no. in the first innings yeah all in all i think it was unfortunate that india played the way they did and uh, uh, you know it could have gone either way had they got uh, you know south africa cheaply probably a 50 or a 70 run lead and had india batted well in the second innings 200 220 to get for south africa in the fourth innings then probably they would have been in the game unfortunate that uh, they folded up the way they did and uh, let's see i think i'm 
I just want India to fight back in the second test. They, they just uh, can you cannot capitulate at this level. You got to come and fight back and then win a test match. And this is not the great South African side what we saw in the 90s and 2000s. So I believe that India can do it, provided uh, they believe in themselves. Fair enough. So you've actually answered my next question nicely. So Tim, a rebuttal. Do you think India will be able to come back at all or is New Lands going to be the, well, uh, the graveyard of this tour for uh, Indian uh, testing? If the second test was at Durban, they'd have a chance. Mm. And if and if that was the case, I would be bringing in Axel Patel. Uh, he's in the country. Mm. He's in the country already with the A team. Uh, the fact that it's in, right. in the fact that it's at Newlands, I give you about one percent. Nothing, nothing in life's in, <laughs> nothing in life's impo- impossible. But literally, no. It's 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 a happy place for South Africa. So I I see very unlikely that you guys get a win. Right. I must also eat a piece of humble pie. Because uh, in the Guerrilla Cricket Podcast episode uh, previewing this whole series, I had said uh, India will take the test series and you had said no, South Africa will take the uh, test series. But, you know, I might see that even Jadeja might step in uh, in place of Ashwin in the next test. But still, uh, Jadeja, the batter, the middle-order batter, so on. So it might be that, you know, Prasidma actually sit out, Avesh might come in. But I think Shami's uh, injury might be really, really pivotal as far as the you know, the fortunes of Indian test team on this tour is concerned. They'll need somebody to support Bumrah. You're saying, Tim? No, I was just going to say, Shami and Tadeja's injury are a killer for you. If that, if they were mm. both fit, you would have four four bowlers, four genuine bowlers. You would have a, gen- right. a genuine chance of getting something out of this tour. The fact that both of them are, oh, one was out of the series and one is out yeah. of the, the last test, it's, it's a hammer blow right. for you guys. Um, I, I think I said it before. If you want to win in South Africa, you've got to have a bowling attack. Mm-hmm. You don't necessarily have to have a great top six, you, but you have to have people that can get 20 wickets. And at the moment, you just don't have it. Absolutely. Like Nandre Berger showed what was required. He was completely inconsistent three balls of the over. But two to three balls of the over, he was exactly where you need to be. That's what got him those seven wickets. I think he was very much like, if you remember, uh, there was a Zimbabwean bowler called Andy Blignot in the uh, yesterday. Yes, he was very much reminded yeah. me of him, but a left-handed version of that. But yes. yeah, so let's see what happens in the New Year's test. Now, moving on to the other Boxing Day test, Pakistan versus uh, Australia. I think Pakistan accounted very well for themselves in this test. So as much that uh, the manager of Pakistan team, Mohammad Hafiz, says that his team, uh, in fact, uh, played better than Australia, except for the result, of course. So, I, I don't agree with him. Uh, but nonetheless, just to ma- see that this is actually a low-scoring test where, you know, neither team actually passed 400 and 318 from Australia was the highest score. We'll, let's start with you, Ram. What do you make of Pakistan's performance? Look, this is what the 16th or 17th consecutive test loss in, in on Australian soil. That's what. So, no one expected okay. Pakistan to win. But the fact that they fought and they probably were in the game... Uh, Till they folded up. Um, you could see that, you know, when they were, what, six down and there was, what, 98 runs to get with Salman yes. going strong. I mean, they were still in the game. But I knew that Pakistan being Pakistan, I, they could be, what, uh, you know, 30 or 40 runs shy of the total with four hand, uh, four wickets in hand and they could just be blown away in one over. I knew that something of that sort would happen. But the fact that they lost for 80 runs 
Yeah, I mean, it was pretty much like the scorecard would never say that they were in the game, but probably to be to be honest, technically they were in the game uh, till the till the last session. But uh, look, full marks to Pakistan uh, for the way they fought. I think they. I was really a skeptic of uh, Shine Masood uh, looking at his test numbers, but the way he has played that two, these two, I mean, this twin half centuries body got at the MCG was were of high quality. Uh, Babar Azam was like okay in the second innings. Uh, they probably need a bigger innings from him in the New Year Test match at Sydney. Uh, I mean, the bowlers uh, did pick 20 wickets, and that's a big boost, a morale boost. I think if you if you can if you look at their uh, performances in the previous tours, they've struggled to pick 20 Australian wickets. The fact that they did this time, it's going to give them a lot of confidence, and uh, I think spinners can come into play in uh, Sydney. So that's going to be uh, you know. Uh, a great battle, I see, and this confidence from this confidence they can they can go and try and win a test match because 2010 Sydney they had a great chance they squandered with the drop chat chances. Pakistan minus the drop chances, uh, I think they should win. I think what 70 percent of the games, Ajit. I mean drop chances. If they had caught <laughs> Mitchell Marsh, Mitchell Marsh was on exactly. what four. If they had caught him off, it would have been 25 for four and I mean 25 for five rather. And then I think Pakistan could have could have got them out and probably would have chased 120 or 130 at the max. And they would have won a test match and series would have been alive. It would have been a great spectacle for the New Year's test. But unfortunately, they dropped him. I mean, they're dropping sitters. I don't understand this. I mean, don't these guys practice? I mean, fielding is one aspect where you can you don't need that kind of a skill. You just need practice. And I don't know what the what their support staff is doing. This has been happening. They've been habitual offenders. They've been doing this for decades. I mean, look where India were in the 90s and early 2000s and where Indian fielding unit now is. I mean, they made giant strides. And with technology, with the kind of support, with the kind of money flowing in with these leagues, I think you've got to be top fielders. You can't drop sitters in slip corner. As simple as that. And that probably cost them the test match. I mean, uh, what? Mitchell Marsh got 96, would have been out for four. Imagine uh, the kind of impact would have right. made and ball would have been still new and shiny with Afridi could have come back for another first spell and he could have just, you know, rolled them over. And uh, unfortunately, they missed the chance, and but still they were in the game. Uh, you know, they were uh, they batted pretty well in the fourth innings. And uh, if Baba gets a big one at Sydney, Ajit, I think they could be in the match. Good one. Look. You actually highlighted the other thing I was going to ask you, the catching. Yeah. But yeah. indeed, it, it is a bit tough to understand, but you just need to be in the moment, right? You can take yeah. every catch in the practice. There, yes. you need to be in the moment, especially standing at slip. I think Abdullah Shafiq may have uh, maybe lost focus for those one or two balls. Yeah. He did well with the bat in the first innings, right? He was yes. doing all right. The most important thing, Somebody like Wakar Yunus had questioned what happened to the fast bowling attack of Pakistan. It used to be mm-hmm. the trump card. What happened? They came back. They answered him. In both the innings, they took yes. 10 wickets. All the fast bowlers turned up. Hassan Ali had an okay-okay outing second innings. But everybody else did wonderfully well throughout in the test, if you ask me. Yes. And against this hostile uh, batting lineup, batting first to get them all out for 318 on a MCG pitch, that's fantastic work. And even in the second innings, having them 20-odd for four, and sort of you could have wrapped them up for a double-digit score practically. That's all crazy when you think about it. Also, what I saw of Aga Salman, I was really, really happy, right? So the way this guy caught, the way this guy bowled, and his attitude overall, I really like him. Rizwan played well in both the innings. I expected more from Saud Shakil in the first innings, and also in the second innings, after he got set, he got out. Yeah. Right, and I think the difference was the first innings, where from 120 odd for one, from which when Abdullah Shafiq got out, 
they could have literally gone to 400 plus 500 plus turned the table completely on uh, australia the batting conditions were still okay there the middle order needed to capitalize between babar azam and uh, south shakil uh, to an extent aga salman look uh, shan masood have made wonderful 50s but the only complaint he could have gone on to 100 in either of those innings that i would have yeah. liked to have seen second innings i think he got worked out but first innings i think he tried to hit and got caught and you don't do that like that's the uh, experience that you need at the highest level right so yeah. also opening conundrum maybe imamul haq was looking really uncomfortable in both the innings tim what do you have to add first of all about pakistan then maybe you can switch out to the australia team i not so much add but i was pleasantly surprised at the fighting ability of pakistan we so we are so used to pakistan just giving up particularly if they go to a place like australia so it was refreshing to see them fighting right until the, until the last session they really gave it gave it everything there there are lots of mistakes um that's always going to happen with um with pakistan that's just the way that they are um but there's a lot of positives um we've just spoken about india there's a lot more positives out of that test match that india can take out of out of centurion as a lot more haha um batting mm-hmm. and bowling and something like fielding fielding is just it's just simple really it really is um is simple um mm-hmm. australia i don't think and i've been saying this for a long time i know they're world champions but i don't think this australian team it's as good as its results are showing it's a it's a decent side but i don't think it's as good as its results are showing particularly in that batting department and mm. it, it happened at the world cup it happened here those catches are a court they are losing the game they are they are losing the match but right. but they won't care they'll just go look at the results and <laughs> and we won so that's all they care about but i i think from a pakistan perspective they should be annoyed really i think they should be annoyed because that mm. was that was a game that they could have won definitely absolutely so look the one man who should who stood head and shoulders above everyone above everyone else right it was the captain five for in each innings a 10 for second time in his career 150 test wickets wonderful wonderful guy what a way to wrap up a year where he's won two great championships for his team as a skipper always standing up when it was required be it the world cup be it the world test championship final and here he shows he's a champion cricketer again and again that's the quality of being a champion that you stand up when the team requires you right and stark again showing how well he's uh, you know come through when it comes to like demolishing tails right so lion also chipping in with a couple of wickets all in all all parts of this australian team sort of did enough the top order had started really well in the first innings you expected them to go on from 3 for 200 odd you think this is a 600 score now but that's where the pakistan bowling comes in and in the second innings the way they counter punched smith was very careful while he knew mitch marsh uh, alex carey would attack and that happened and then you see the other remaining things sort of all fall in place where everybody contributes even with teams and that's that right so that was all pretty good all in all sort of a expected result but not in the expected manner if you were to think of you know simply putting it that way uh, let's quickly move on through a couple of other topics for example the new zealand tour so tim i'll have your opinion quickly maybe and uh, what did you think of bangladesh performances so far in the new zealand uh, tour because first 
they have uh, well won one odi they lost the series that can happen but in the t20a series they won the first one second one got rained out so do we see that they'll walk away with maybe a share of the series or even win the series the t20a it's it's a strange series um i'm not quite sure what to make of of either side at the moment but if bangladesh can actually win that can can you know get the get, get over the hill that would be a, a huge um a huge plus for them um it's a, it's a strange one i i'm not quite sure what to make of the new zealand side hmm. particularly with the fact <laughs> with the fact that we we're, we're going to be going there uh, in a few weeks for a tour but i looked at the um, 99 all out score i i i couldn't believe it i i, I wasn't <laughs> able to Absolutely. see it i thought no that's got to be a women's game or or an a game or some other representative game um and then I look at the scoreline um so no mm. it's it's it's, it's t- difficult one to make of um uh particularly the fact that it's in New Zealand um so yeah mm. it's it's I, i'd say i said bangladesh should, should be proud absolutely uh that's that's the first thing but then ram is this the bangladesh youngster standing up are we now seeing the new bangladesh finally i was yes i was really happy ajit i remember you know somya sarkar not uh, coming to the party in the world cup i remember reminding remember telling you in the in one of the podcast during the world cup and he came to the party in Absolutely. one of the odis though they lost the game that's what somya sarkar can do on his day so they was really happy mm. for bangladesh they deserve this i mean uh, look uh, being in industry cricket being a test playing nation for more than two decades now we expect consistency from them as simple as that not only at home they need to come and win in sena countries if we can do that ajit if we can win this t20 series it will be a shot in the arm for them and going forward anyhow they they've been a, a potent force at home if they can win consistently mm-hmm. against sides like new zealand india uh, i mean uh, that's going to be a great uh, thing for international cricket and i'm backing bangladesh to win this uh, 30 20 i decided ajit lovely lovely to hear so yeah. am i by the way yeah. just for the heck of you know uh, yeah supporting the underdog but to yeah. finish off I think New Zealand have had a little bit of travel fatigue. They'll be shaking yeah. it off by the time South Africa lands. You can be sure of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, moving on, a real shot in the arm for the Indian women's team to win back-to-back tests. First against uh, England and now against Australia. Bang on! I mean, absolutely. I was really overjoyed to uh, see. You know, there were like people at the bank at the. It was a Wankade, right? Wankade Brabon. Yeah. I'm not sure. At the yeah. Yeah. So the uh, people. Patel and then Wankade. Wankade. Yes. Yeah. Correct. So I was like, I uh, watched this game live, and Rajeshwari Gaikwad got that final wicket. I was like, I mean, it was joy. I mean, first against England, then against Australia, back to best Test match wins, and women cricketers hardly play uh, play uh, t- I mean, Test matches. I mean, in the last decade they have played three or four Test matches, so that's really poor uh, from from. uh the the cricket boards i think they should be playing at least a minimum of five test matches every year so that you know they are they are kept abreast as for the test cricket is uh, concerned and uh, long discussion ram i don't yeah. think we should get into it yes, there are <laughs> yeah. enough considerations there but yeah. when it comes to on field performances look uh, i would think sneha rana again very yeah, deserving man of the series man of the Absolutely. player of the match right yes. yeah. both innings and to catch this australian team which is sort of nearing the end of a peak still very formidable led by a new captain healy that yeah. went really well to you know tie up the likes of elisa perry yes. right and in the gardner so, and magra yeah gardner Correct. and magra yeah. so these are the real mainstays i know yes. you didn't watch much of it tim you said but uh, any impressions they can share with us um i watched more of the england one 
um, if I'm honest, I think in Test match. Mm-hmm. Um, That's okay. Yeah, look, I, I, I'm astonished at just how poor England were <laughs> against the spin. Yeah, yeah. Against I mean... the spin. Look, you know what's going to happen. You know what what's going to what's going to happen there. You know what what to expect. Um, they play all around the world. I was astonished. No, England have got the money. They've got the resources. They've got the personnel. They've got the talent. It's all there. Um, I'm not expecting them to beat you in India because beating you in India is going to be is difficult. But I am expecting mm-hmm. a better performance from a particularly from the batting. Um, I, I just right. I, I just thought they were really really poor application. Um, there was a there was no sort of okay right times are tough. Let's just bat mm-hmm. for half an hour. If we're here in half an hour, we can re- reassess. There was none of that. Yeah. It was bat for five minutes, have a hack. Bat for five minutes, have a hack. <laughs> it, it 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 was astounding to me to, to witness that level of 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 poor poor cricket. It, it really was poor cricket. I mean, India bowled well. They bowled accurately. Mm. Um, you knew, but you knew what was, was going to happen. You knew that if the spinners came on and they bowled accurately, you knew England were going to get get out. It was there was not there was never a case where England were well. If they bat for bat for an hour, they might get a draw out of out of this, or they might get something out of it. So if I find England, I'm I'm pretty disappointed about that performance in that Test match. Mm-hmm. But uh, India. India will be delighted. I thought, for the most part, that they were really good from what I saw. Um, as I say, mostly what I saw yeah. was, was Indian bowling and England's capitulation at the batting. <laughs> Absolutely. No, look, it's about getting used to the conditions. What we spoke already very extensively about playing India playing in South Africa, right? Apparently, the English team will not learn. The English teams, I must say, will not learn because the men's team apparently arrives three days before their first test match in January. So that's another story altogether. Nonetheless, uh, coming back to the Australia test, look, Australia showed their pedigree in the second innings when they came back. They were in with a shouting chance. If they had got another 50 runs, I dare say, may have made the test match interesting. But this Indian team looked really confident, even with the bat. They have a couple of issues. Shafali Verma's batting. Right, a couple of other small things to address, but otherwise they clicked really well. And Harman Kaur, the skipper, at least in this case, brought herself on at a very crucial point in the second innings of Australia, got those wickets. All of those things work beautifully well. Only her batting, you would think, is unfortunate. Yeah. Right. So, but that was during a big slide where India lost a bunch of wickets in the first innings. Otherwise, they could have made even 500 at SA. So it was all sort of okay. But again, wonderful lower order batting. Lot of guts, Puja Vastrakar, both with the yeah. ball and bat. Wonderful, wonderful stories here. And it really augurs well if you're an India women's cricket fan, knowing that this team, at least at home, are this good. I think all the world traveling, all the playing in BBL, 100, all of these things are really helping these uh, bunch of girls. And long may it continue. The first ODI was sort of very much an expected affair. Again, you saw the counter-punching by the Indian tail, where... A previous Indian team would have probably capsulated to I don't know 180 all out, 190 all out, but this uh, this team has it has Indian. enough in it. Pujawastrakar again making the runs, right? Yeah. India batting first, they were in trouble. Jamema holding the fort, kept going and kept batting well. 282 is a really formidable score in a 50-hour game women's game, but this Australian team is a different beast altogether. <laughs> they yeah. just hacked it down with no no worries, but nonetheless, 
this i expect is how it will go in the odi series but india have can can walk away from the even the odi series no matter the result with their head held high let's see maybe they may even may sneak one under the australian uh, this fortress of australian team that it is now before we you know finish off with the topics there's one very interesting one i think we could just shed a little bit of light on all the efforts spent all the negotiations in the you know uh, hush hush uh, places and all that but apparently hardik pandya who's been lured air quotes to the mumbai indians team will probably be ruled out of ipl 2024 what is this now yeah um, there is a good possibility of that happening ajit uh, but they're not revealing anything as of now and there are what that keeping us on our toes uh, probably in first week of march we'll get to know that uh, as of now i believe that that injury is much serious than what it is actually being reported and he could be out for at least 6 months from now and that would be a disaster you know you name him a captain if he doesn't turn up you can't go back to rohit sharma and ask him to captain so that's they are caught in a tangle mumbai indians are basically now i think uh, it's uh, clear now surya will become the next captain rohit has Call already Bumbra? been dethroned bumra i guess also bumra Absolutely, yeah. that's the other guy I had yeah. in mind. I love bowling so captains, basically. Sort... Yeah, I <laughs> we know this. We know this, Ram, from your previous contributions. Yeah. Uh, Tim, your take on this as somebody who's far away from all this potentially? It's unfortunate, doesn't it? It's it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate for him and his mm. team. But look, I I I I think that um I think they'll they'll come up with a good solution, and and I think they'll be. still be really competitive despite um losing such a marquee player yeah let's hope so and but more to follow in this space let's just put it like that i would like to say thank you to both our co-hosts first of all for a very in-depth sort of discussion when it came to how the test teams performed on both the boxing day tests but also for all your other thoughts tim uh, where can our listeners find uh, more about you any social media outlets you yeah. like to plug okay yes so um it's at tim Thirty-two underscore cricket. That's on Twitter uh, now. X and the podcast that I do, which is South African themed, domestic and international from a South African perspective, is at full quota pod. Uh, that's also okay. on X. Um, yeah, that's that's where I'm at basically. Perfect. Thank you, Ram. Anything you would like to plug? Any new articles? I completed a piece for a Kannada magazine called Samajamukhi about cricket. Uh, it was like basically how cricket has evolved uh, from the past fifty years and what the leagues have done to this game. And uh, it basically covers everything how cricket has evolved in the last fifty years. So it is like thousand five hundred words, kind of a big piece, and it would be what print. I think it would be available in the next week, uh, first week of January. I'll, I'll let you know that as it once it is published. It's it's a it's a print uh, magazine actually. so that would be nice is this is my first uh, for the magazine action wonderful lovely to see you go from strength to strength yeah thanks so much thanks continue yeah yeah sure thanks ajit thanks for your support no worries yeah all right we would like to say a thank you to all our listeners thank you for your patience and thank you for indulging us and your patronage and we would like to have your company for the coming years as well and we wish everyone merry festivities and a happy new year in advance thank you very much guys Have a nice uh, new year both of you. So, thanks Ajit. Thanks. Thanks Tim. Thank you. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye guys. This is the Armchair Cricket Podcast.
Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.